Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ghostbusters 2. The slime is rising fast. Who are you going to call? Welcome to Nostalgia, a chronological exploration of every NES game released in North America. I'm Mike. I'm Sean. And I'm Joe. Joe, did that freak you out a little bit? Yeah, that's just it's just I'm 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 comfortable now with the with the with the pace and the tone and the cadence of that opening. Well, it is spooky season, um, mm. both in the time that people are listening to this episode and, uh, you know, hey, it's 2023, so it's always spooky season now. <laughs> um, <laughs> where does Ghostbusters, forget about, you know, the debate between the original and Ghostbusters 2, where does Ghostbusters fall into your Halloween movie lineup? Is that in your rotation every year? Is that like a, I don't even think about Ghostbusters anymore, it's not cool anymore? Or is that like a, yeah, I enjoyed it and I'll put it if somebody, I'll watch it if somebody puts it on. It's probably the, the latter most for me. I think I saw Ghostbusters for the first time when I was maybe like 20. And then I... I saw it most recently, maybe five or six years ago, or whenever. Maybe whenever we recorded the the episode for the first one, I might have like skimmed it. But I don't really think about Ghostbusters that much. I'm not certain that I've ever seen it all the way through. Like I've maybe seen clips. I've seen like the Stay Puffed Marshmallow thing, and and maybe a couple other clips. Maybe I saw it all the way through when I was a kid and don't remember any of it. But uh, yeah, I don't think I've seen it. Ghostbusters 1 is a movie I'm very familiar with, seen it many times, um, even at an early age, it was one of those things where like as a kid you're convinced that it is a little scary and then you watch the whole movie and even though nothing scary scary happens, there are some like moments that would terrify a young child yeah. and so it has like that, it's that Halloween friendly vibe to it, whereas like you know you're not watching um, The Conjuring or something, you know, uh, The Exorcist. Watching Hocus Pocus. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, you know, it's I am spooked a little bit, but I can still watch the whole movie. Uh, The Ring is not something I could do when I was a kid. I couldn't watch that whole movie. I was freaked out when she came out of the TV. It did happen. Anyway, this is not a Halloween movie recap episode. This is about Ghostbusters 2, and believe it or not, we have played Ghostbusters 1, and I have to say believe it or not, because... Sometimes you don't play the first game. Goonies 2, we never played the first Goonies game. 
So for Ghostbusters, we did play a Ghostbusters game, but was it really based on the movie? No, it was a franchise simulator uh, where you opened up your own Ghostbusters in your town and had to manage money and, uh, you know, fight ghosts and make money to buy new parts and stuff like that. And Deal with the national gas shortage. Yeah, yeah, Sean had a lot of amusing takes on the episode and everything. So Ghostbusters 2, not the video game we thought, but I think also for a lot of people, Ghostbusters 2 was not the movie they hoped for. So maybe um, the Ghostbusters... They're trying to stick with that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're trying to stick with that and, and flip our expectations a little bit. So... uh Here's the thing. So I haven't seen Ghostbusters two. Can you give me like a like a a, a thirty second pitch? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, I can give you the quick pitch. Is that the ghost? You know, like the 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 on the logo for Ghostbusters. Uh, you know, with the sensor sign going through him. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You give me that. Yeah, he has the peace sign this time for two. That's you know, true. That's I, how you I know that. I do know that. I just thought maybe you knew what happened in the movie. Is all. Well, is what happened in the movie related to this uh, little opening text you get? I am Valdo. At the stroke of midnight. Huh? I am Valdo. Yeah. Like, maybe that's, uh, maybe this is a good synopsis. Okay. But, I don't know, did you, did you guys read this synopsis at the beginning? Yeah. No, I, is that the one that happens after the Ghostbusters car tells you that they're back and ready to believe you? <laughs> no, this is, it, 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 well, yes, but also... If you, if it wants the story you to read the story, it does not make it easy to do so because you have to watch. Yes, this this um this cutscene without interrupting it, without touching a button, where it tells you the Ghostbusters are back and they're ready to believe you, and it's just a cutscene of someone playing a level for a minute and twenty two seconds. Then the credits roll, and you have to watch the entirety of the credits. Then you get the plot. That's pretty wild. If you if you touch any button, you you skip it all. That's pretty insane. I yeah, I only saw it after I was looking for more footage to watch. Uh, not so much when I was playing because I would never be that crazy to wait that long to press play. Uh, so look, how well the game translates the plot of Ghostbusters Two, I guess, is anybody's call. But yes, it is following the same um, movie points of like it's you know. New Year's Eve and they before midnight and everything and you gotta uh with Vigo, you gotta take him down, he's in the painting and everything. All those things happen in both the game and in the movie. The game is though missing a few plot points, but whatever. It, it it's enough to satisfy, I think, on a way that Ghostbusters one just wasn't, right? Does does the Statue of Liberty swim and uh shoot birds in the movie? I don't know if they shoot birds, but yes, they do control the Statue of Liberty in the movie. Oh, cool. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. I should watch that movie. That's what sold you on it. Yes. The Statue <laughs> of Liberty being like the thing that they control is probably, you know, like a direct, like what's our, what's our Stay Puft Marshmallow moment right, of this right. movie, you know? So last time the Stay Puft Marshmallow was like, you know, don't think of anything, don't think of anything, and that's what he thought of, so then it roams the streets and causes terror. This time, they control the Statue of Liberty, and all the citizens love it. Yeah, because, I mean, everyone has always fantasized about Lady Liberty, and just seeing her, like, you know, able to walk around, shoot stuff with the, with the torch, like, that. that's sort of just like, a, that's what you want to see. 
I'd like to dedicate this next song to a woman that's over 50 feet tall and 100 <laughs> years old. That's another Simpsons joke. Just keep anybody's racking them up. Yep. Figured you'd tell. Yep. The next line in that, the punchline is, is that this giant woman will kill us all. And then the guy jumps off the boat. Um, he's not aware that he's talking about the statue. Ah. Hmm. Uh, and you, but look, okay. Forget about the plot. Forget about the game and everything, because it's important. Forget about the game. Forget about. <laughs> <laughs> just forget about this podcast. This is no. about painting now. <laughs> yeah. Forget about all that, because I think what's important is, is that when you start this game. It's immediately apparent that you are playing as the four Ghostbusters in platforming levels, and then you're riding around in the Ectomobile, and you're even controlling the Statue of Liberty. Whether those things are pulled off successfully, I think a lot of Ghostbusters fans are automatically um, satisfied compared to the first game that was rather confusing and then ended with like a you know, chugging up the stairs that took forever to face off against the Stay Puft Marshmallow. Like, this has more direct action going on. I'll I'll say that even, you know, before we even get into, like, if any of it actually worked or was fun, right off the bat, the vibe I get from this game is, is like, fun. Like, they're trying to be fun. They got the music going. You got, like, funny things happening. There's, like, you know, it's, like, it's action-y and it's moving. So, like, like I just get a fun vibe from this game. There's messages coming to you on the like opening cutscene of like the Ghostbusters are back and ready to believe you and stuff like that. You got to kind of like wait to watch the whole thing to get the full message. And it, it like, it seems like they, they took a big note from the first one. Like, Hey, this isn't like action packed enough. And like the, the vibe is there immediately to me. Yeah. It was almost as if in the first game that they wanted to make a game where it it was just everything that happened between the scenes in the movie. Yeah. Like, oh, well, well, we'll just put all the time where they're, like, driving to places in the game so that it all makes sense in the end. And then you know, running up the stairs, yada, yada. Um, and then an executive uh, was like, wait a second, why did we do that uh, when we could have had uh, a perfectly... I mean, it's not it's not a perfectly fine action game, but... It's at least more a perfectly fine concept for an action. Yeah, game. it looks like an action game now, and it plays kind of like an action game now. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know what their devices are called, but the um, the slime blowers. I don't know. Whatever it is, we'll go with slime blower. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Those devices that they use are one of the like. You know, in the history of IPs, ripe for video game kind of things. It's like lightsabers, right? Like, it's the kind of thing that, like, sure, just make that the gun and make a whole game around capturing or shooting at ghosts. And, you know, that there can be a video game there. Just like how everybody wants to be Luke Skywalker with a lightsaber. I'm sure kids, when Ghostbusters 2 came out, also wanted to use that to bust some ghosts. Now that they're able to do that in this one... Uh, you know, via action side-scrolling stages, how does it work? So, all right, you, um, <laughs> you you get dropped into the uh in, into the darkness. You get you get dropped into the sewer slash subway system, and uh, I think this happens in the movie. There is just a tiny spider that forces you to go in one direction, and if you try to go in the other direction, uh, you will get knocked to the not knocked to the ground, and you can't go. Um, I don't know what that was about. It's also in the opposite direction that you would normally go in a side scroller, so it's just very strange. You're going left a lot in this game. Don't know what the what the actual 
reason for that is. Anyway, uh, then you use your kind of impressive in terms of physical uh, simulation sense uh, gun. Your what would you call it? The the slime gun. Slime buster. Slime slime buster. Um, <laughs> and you can just like shoot a bunch of slime everywhere you go, and it just will continue to exist in the world. Uh, you can shoot straight up, and then it'll fall right on your head. Maybe like. 10 seconds later it's it's strange it's very strange but you've got ghosts and stuff and i guess like poltergeists coming at you some of them you're gonna want to just like shoot them with the slime some of them you're gonna want to put the uh what do you call it the uh the little robot that roomba you want to put the roomba down and then it'll suck up the ghost and you get extra points for that um so you're already incorporating the, the 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 iconic devices from the movie better in the first like 40 seconds of the game. It's still a very strange experience uh and it feels like no other game I've played on this system. Uh but those things are there. The other thing that is like interesting and different about that gun, I mean one, you know, there's like the physics and like, you know, the since the bullets, quote unquote, are these blob globs of ectoplasma or whatever slime, whatever it is, um, it it kind of goes in like an arc and like plops down. It doesn't like shoot straight forward. But also, hitting up or down on the D pad makes you aim up or down, but like on it's you an know, angular aim. Yeah, yeah, various angles. So like if you hit up just once, you're gonna aim at like a you know at like a forty five degree angle, maybe even less than that. And then, like, up again, and it's, like, you know, maybe a 70-degree angle, and you're, like, right at a 90-degree angle, and, like, that gets a little weird. It's a little overwhelming. Wise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. But, yeah, you can, and, like, I find myself, honestly, mostly just aiming at, like, a 45-degree angle, because, like, most of the enemies come from above, and it's just easier to stay like that, like, that be my default, rather than shooting forward. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was interesting. It's weird that they chose to lock it in so that you have to change the direction via button input, where we've seen games like Contra successfully do this, um, you know, much easier and much more freeing. And I can't help but feel like, you know, yeah, Contra had a lot more enemies and a lot more of like a closed in space. So, it, you know, you did need to be more reactive, but we're just being hampered by not being able to do that in this game, having already seen it be done. Now, what do you what do you mean by that? You mean the fact that you, if you let go, it doesn't like default to a to a default angle. Yes, exactly, and like that, you can just like you know, in contra, you can just shift to the exact direction that you need to be in, so you can jump all the way to the other diagonal end of yourself. Yeah, that, they they seem to have prioritized uh, being very like being very exact and. You know, in Contra, you only have, what, like, uh, eight directions to shoot in? Correct. In this one, there's, like, probably 16 or 32 directions you can shoot in. I don't really understand why those are all there, but they seem to prioritize them. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. 
Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Just to jump in for a second, just to show you how much we know versus how much Ghostbusters fans know versus how much Activision, the makers of this game, knew about Ghostbusters, the Ghostbusters 2 manual referred to it as the slime blower. But we all, including me, Sean, and Joe, we knew this. We just didn't know it because we're not super fans. But when I say it, the thing is referred to as the Proton Pack. That is the official name. And everybody knows that. Yeah, it's just... (laughs) We didn't, you know, we're not, we're not that big of it, but like that is weird, right? Yeah, it is strange to call um, it the slime blower and never yeah. say pro- like, were they not able to get the Maybe rights wasn't to Proton licensed, Pack? Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> the entire, the entire IP of Ghostbusters, except for Proton Pack, they were able to license. That's extra. That's strange. Yeah, but there's, you know, the issue also with the uh, ghost busting part of the game is that there are a lot of different things going on at different planes of the screen with no real need to engage with any of them when your goal is to just get to the end of the stage like yeah it's nice to get points yeah it's nice to get those ghostbusters logos which are you know it's kind of meta that they're all over the place but collecting those is good for you otherwise it's just in your best interest to dodge and not necessarily slime and destroy things correct yeah i mean you're gonna like you've got to do it, but not for everything. Yeah, it's more. I think it, you can. You're using it more as sort of crowd control. Like you're trying to, you know, clear a path. Um, also, it's just fun to shoot the thing, and every once in a while, when you see a particularly like dense area or a uh, or a obstacle that you prefer to just get out of the way, then you can you can drop the Roomba down. Um, I. Yeah, it's definitely not a game where you are compelled to kill everything. Yeah, I, I mean, I use it specifically for, like, defense. And, I, I, you know, I actually don't find it particularly fun to shoot it. I find it fun and in- I find it interesting to shoot it, but, I like, I, I find it kind of annoying. <laughs> because, like, sometimes I just need to kill something and it's, like, not that easy to aim. Especially because it arcs and because, like, yeah, you, you, the way you have to adjust the angle. I just think, like, even in the second stage of when you're ghost busting, I, I, I'm not sure if it's supposed to be a library or a museum, but there are just enemies with patterns that are just kind of either like the, they're the slimes that are kind of sluggish but move diagonally all over the stage. Yes, they drop some slime, but as long as you're in front of them, they don't move fast enough to, to necessarily like keep up with you. So, again, just dodge them. And then there's other things that move in like crazy diagonal patterns but in a up down position so they act more like um 
you know, guillotines where it's like, just don't get hit by them at the bottom and you don't have to worry about them either. It's just something about the lack of need to ghost bust bothered me. Well, maybe they're trying to say something like, you know, ghost busting isn't a necessity. Like it, it's nice to be free of poltergeists and phantasms, but we should just live and let live. Yeah, and I'm not arguing for, like, the Luigi's Mansion approach either, like, that we needed to be, like, sucking up and capturing ghosts or whatever. I mean, that would have been, that would have been fine, too. But even just as, like, a, your, your proton pack is your gun and you're defeating these, these ghosts, it could have been maybe a little more, like, uh, how do I, how do I say this? Like, the enemies, I guess, could have been a little more confrontational rather than just, like, littered on the screen. Yeah, there's there's no there's no AI here. They're just patterns, and you're supposed to avoid or eliminate them. Uh, they're not they're not trying to kill you. They just exist. Yeah, and otherwise, there's really nothing else happening in the stage. So by just getting by just continuing on in the direction you have to go in, which is a little weird because you're going right to left in a few of these stages. We haven't seen that, right? In in almost all of them, you're going right to left. It's very strange. I'm sorry, in the ghost-busting one specifically, you're going right to left. Yes. But then in the car, you're going left to right. So are you just going around in circles? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, never mind. Uh, no, I guess I'm just saying, like, there's no, there's no other, like, key objective, story beat, right? It's just complete the stage to get to the next stage, and maybe it needed a, a, a plot point or a boss fight. I don't know. Yeah, there's probably not enough bosses in Ghostbusters 2, but yeah. <laughs> that never stops some other video game. Yeah, they should have used more set pieces. I'm sure there were set pieces in this movie even though I haven't seen it. Um and maybe they shouldn't be used in the way of like maybe walking up some stairs, but the, you know, I know that it, it, later in the game you there's there's the there's the Lady Liberty. That's a thing. Uh, we just need more of that. I mean, I know we haven't gotten into like the other modes yet. But it just felt like they, there, yeah, there, there wasn't either wasn't enough or like, I don't know. Maybe I'm getting ahead of us here, but there's something weird about like, you do this back and forth between the gun, or the you know, the run and gun section, the car section, the run and gun section, the car section. Then there's like a really long time where you're the Statue of Liberty, like where I'm like <laughs> to the point where I'm like, I, I've forgotten that there's more to this game, and I'm like, okay, is this just the rest of the game, like? Like, longer than it took me to do those first, like, whatever, four levels, I'm playing as the Statue of Liberty, it felt like. And then there's just, like, one more regular level after that, and then you're done. It's just like, wait a minute, like, what? It just feels not, like, uh, I don't know, like, not designed by, like, a person. It just feels random. Let's move on then to that uh, ectomobile stage where, uh, you know, you it happens several times, but basically after you finish a ghost busting scene, you then get to go into the ectomobile and drive to the next place you need to go do some ghost busting in. And the weird thing about New York City is that um, it has no traffic whatsoever, but yes, the manholes are just as bad as you remember them. In fact, they're now man pits. Uh, two things that just aren't true, right? Like, in, right now, I'm confused about the, the layout of New York City in this game because 
There's nobody else on the road other than a bunch of ghosts. So maybe the police managed to like, I don't know, shut down all of traffic. But then also like we don't have holes that large. Like these no, are you gigantic don't, You don't remember pits. when Lexington Avenue turned into a giant <laughs> chasm? Yeah. And it's like, it's like I, I thought it would have just been funnier to do the manhole stuff, right? Like to just comment on the, the infrastructure of the city instead of you know, perfectly timing yourself onto these turbo pads that give you just enough boost so that when you jump, you perfectly cross these gaps. It feels, um, it feels like this went kind of zany where the ghost busting stages stayed more grounded in a weird way. Yeah. I don't, I don't really know what I get that, you know, driving around the city is something that they needed to put in here that it's just like it's too iconic i guess if these two games are anything to go by um so i get that that needed to be there but i don't know what what made them go this route uh with with making it this outlandish because they, these are very hard levels too like this is almost like battle toads on the uh on the jet skis in the sewers hard uh where I actually like got stuck several times because there were just the pitfalls. I just couldn't jump over. Well, there, yeah, there's there's some like issues with not issues, but like um, you have to be very precise with the timing for those jumps, especially when there's like a speed boost that you need, then a jump, then a very small platform to land on with another speed boost that you also need to complete like more of the jump. So it's like you don't yeah. have really a lot of time to know that's coming or to process it before you have to do it. So like that that was like a little bit um challenging, but the fact that you could slow the car down made it a little more palatable and uh I kind of liked the outlandishness and and I will say that uh I personally had a, had not saying that I that I loved the driving section but had more fun with this by far than the running gun sections. I don't know how you guys felt. It's a lot more straightforward. I I I kind of agree with that. Um, it, it definitely was just more, more difficult in my eyes, but, uh, that, cause yeah, there's a lot going on. You have to, uh, navigate the screen itself and then you have to, uh, manage the enemies that are popping up everywhere. Also the obstacles, also the pitfalls. Uh, it, both of these modes of play are, are incredibly chaotic and everything is out to kill you. Um, so yeah, it's, it's pretty unforgiving. Yeah, but the pace of play in the Ectomobile is completely jarring to the ghost busting where you had like, it's up to you to get to the end, right? Now, instead, you're on rails and it's scrolling pretty fast and your turbo stuff is only going to make it faster, but it's necessary to get the turbo stuff. Right, yeah. And you have to, you have to get through here, yeah. If you're not going fast enough, you're not going to progress. <laughs> right, so there's just a... And it doesn't feel good to stop either. And it, but, you know, obviously on purpose because it's not supposed to be rewarded. But it, like, doesn't feel good in the sense of, like, it completely kills any sort of cool moment you were having with the game of being in control of the Ectomobile in a way that I don't think really works in the game's favor. Because it's one thing to, like, basically, in order to have fun with this stage, you have to play it perfectly. And I think that's an issue. It's okay to make mistakes, right? Like, uh, usually that's why there's health bars in games. It's like, you get hit once, you're not dead. You get hit a few times, now it's like you pay the price. It's like, with, with the Ectomobile stage, it's just frustrating that something that comes down to basically reflexes and not necessarily memorization. It's not, on, it's not like a Battletoads level of, of memorization. But, like, 
you know, it's each you're doing this once. You feel good about it. Don't forget, you still got to do it like five more times. A movie tie-in should not be Ninja Gaiden. All right, so after the ectomobile, now we get to back to the ghost busting. We do that for a little bit, and then as Joe mentioned, the game completely changes into a Statue of Liberty uh, Galaga shmup uh, where you control the Statue of Liberty and you shoot, um, I, I'm going to guess they're like little balls of fire from the, um, from the torch out at the, uh, the ghosts uh, that don't, I don't know, they don't really look like ghosts to me. They look like seagulls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, some of the ghosts that we've been, um, you know, in the ghost busting stages, they look like slimes, and that's fine, because we know that those are characters in the Ghostbusters universe. And then in the Ectomobile stage, they just look like the kind that, like, you put the sheet over the head. Yeah. And that's fine, too, because that's, like, stereotypical ghost. But this is, you know, these are... These are will-o'-wisps. Seagulls, they're dolphins, yeah. they're... I think yeah. they look like fish, yeah. They look like <laughs> something like that. Right. Fish with sheets over their heads. With a PH? Yes. And it just keeps happening, too, like... the. The, they keep spawning, you keep shooting your fireballs at them, and it just... I like explaining, like, enemies populating the screen, like, and attacking you. It's like, this keeps happening. It keeps happening for a long time. Yeah. For a little bit of context, like, I don't remember. It felt really, really long to me. But right now, as usual, I'm watching a playthrough while, while we discuss... And if I scrub to the beginning of actual gameplay to the first through the first four levels, that takes like less than five minutes. Then this stage, which doesn't change, like it's the, like there's no like interruption. It's just like this straight thing is like almost 10 minutes. That's insane. More than double, more than double the first four stages. So that's why like when I'm playing, it takes me longer to do some of the other stages. And like, you know, maybe this is on rail. So maybe it doesn't take longer. But just, I'm like. Is this the game now? Like, did, did we forget about the rest of the game? It just felt so disproportionate. And then, like, suddenly to go back after this to, like, one more level, <laughs> it's fine, but it's just weird. Did they did they run out of time? Did they have to, like, release this when the movie came out? When did... Did this come out at the same time as the movie? No, actually, that's what I was going to mention next, uh, Sean, so that's funny. We can go into it. Uh, we, we, you know, it's funny that we're even critiquing this game at all on like the kind of nuance level that it probably didn't even get from its own makers because this is a movie tie-in game, right? It's like you you make these kind of things just to get people to go see the movie and get you know buy the merchandise, yeah. right? It's like it's like the, people don't care like as much as we are trying to care about it. So you do have to remember that it was probably just successful for the fact that it actually was more faithful. To Ghostbusters than the first one, right? Like, so it's got that going for it, and that was probably enough to be successful. But I feel like we can get away with it because they missed the deadline, and it didn't come out until the next year. Um, the the movie came out in June of '89. The game didn't come out until April of 1990, and that's not some weird thing where like it came out in Japan first. Like, no, this was never came out in Japan. This game, <laughs> so they just they missed the window, and so now we can treat them under the critical lens because it's not the shameless movie tie-in to just get you to buy tickets to go see the movie like Spider-Man uh, 2, the uh, Spider-Man 1, the video game was, where that game came out like three days before the movie actually came out and I saw the ending in the game before I saw it in the movie theater. 
The second time I mentioned that on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I I guess what I'm assuming is they were making the game and then they ran out of time and they just decided to like copy paste however long the original uh, Statue of Liberty section was over and over until it was a respectable amount of time to play a video game from start to finish for a rental. Yeah. Because I was actually going to ask before what you just said that like if this was an arcade game, because it feels like it could get away with it more because like probably a lot of people wouldn't finish it with their with their like one or two quarter tries. And it's like, but like, because it feels so short or something, you know, but it sounds like it's not. So it does feel like very, yeah, like they stretched this out deliberately just to like give it a little more length. Well, what's funny is Activision also, who made this game, worked on a computer version that did make it uh, to computers in 1989. And it's not like the NES is just the port of that. That's like a completely different game where like you're doing like third person over the shoulder zapping ghosts um, with the proton packs and then like. You're in the lab using your mouse to like click on things. System, and, yeah, yeah. There is there is a cash on hand thing where you have to know how much money you have and get phone calls and answer them to then collect more money to, to collect jobs to make more money. And basically, as you're zapping the ghosts, though, that's your money. Like th- those are the points. Like the longer you zap the ghosts, uh, really hard to explain. But um, yeah. Yeah, there's also, like, some suggested nudity in the game. Hell yeah. yeah there's a lot of stuff going on, but um, there's still, uh, there still is a moment, which is, oh, this is weird. This is weird. Sorry. I know it sounds like I'm playing the game, but I'm just looking at it. <laughs> and there is a moment where you uh, do control the Statue of Liberty on your, let's say, what did this game came out for? It came out for the Amiga, right? So you're playing on your Amiga, and you're controlling the Statue of Liberty, but it has this first-person view where you're looking down at just the Statue of Liberty's feet, okay? Oh. And they're moving, and you're controlling the feet as they move, trying not to, like, step on the cars of New York City and everything. But the way you're controlling the Statue of Liberty is via an NES controller. So clearly, like, at one point, they were thinking that this version was going to be on the NES, right? Yeah. Mm. That's pretty wild, yeah. It's so blatant, it's crazy. But, like, I can't state enough, they're two very different games. For, uh, for, the sep- for the, just the sole fact that, like, at the end of this game, you actually do fight Vigo. Instead of just seeing him every once in a while, like... Seeing his head bounce by in levels and stuff. Off center, like I guess on a poster. Back to reality on the NES game. After you defeat all that Statue of Liberty nonsense, you have to play through um, the final level as each Ghostbuster individually four times, okay? So you have to complete the same exact level four times. They don't have anything that makes them unique. Why did were they like playing lookout? Like, okay, you go first, and if the coast is clear, like then we'll come up. Like, why don't they just all go together? 
I guess because then that's no different than the first game where they were all like slowly trudging upstairs to get to the Stay Puft Marshmallow. Now it's like, okay, we can move faster if we go alone. Uh, I really don't know how to explain it. Padding for time. Yeah, that, I was going to say that lends uh, credibility to that theory that they're just stretching it. And um, there is no boss fight in the final level. So literally, as long as you get to the end of the stage four times with all four Ghostbusters, you will just see them defeat Vigo via cutscene, and that's great. Did I lose you, Mike? Nope, that's it. That's it. Oh. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that just great? Don't you love it? Like, wouldn't you like to get to the end of any game and the boss that you've been like fighting, you know, like working towards the whole time just gets to feed it off camera? Yeah. That's then you don't have to do the work. Yeah. I want to say there's probably a lot of modern games that do that too. Um, I can't think of them off the top of my head, but that that feels like a very of the moment complaint. No, there are games like Fable 2 where Fable like you two. can okay. No, 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 you can just shoot the you know like the the main bad guy is like someone that you could just take a sniper and shoot from far away and kill and then like that's it and that's great in my opinion like that's fine because yeah. it's like you're interacting with it you're still taking him down he's not yeah, this all power yeah you yeah. made a choice to do that this is literally like you didn't do anything interesting to get to the end of the game but the game decided the game's over and so they'll just show you how it ends <laughs> There's that clock in the uh, like bottom right-hand side of the screen, and it does move throughout the game, but it's not like it's not interactive, right? Like there's no time limit on the game to, to, to interact with the whole like, you know, get to me before midnight or else I'll awaken and my curse will take over New York City or whatever. Like is it maybe just actually a, a tracker of how far through the game you are? No, that's what I'm saying, right. There's no, like, interactivity from it from a standpoint of, like, hurry up, like, clock's ticking. Yeah, like, you can't be late. It's just, like, if you step forward, you're you're moving the clock forward, pretty much. Or, I feel like it could be that, or somebody mentioned, I didn't even notice this, that spider that pushes you forward during the side-scrolling levels. With the inclusion of that, plus the fact that the, the uh, car level's are an auto scroller, even though you can change your speed, and the fact that the Statue of Liberty levels are an auto scroller, that like maybe it is ticking the time away, but it's also literally impossible to get there slower because the game doesn't let you go that slow. Yeah, I think that's exactly what's happening. I just think um, I when I see that clock, I feel like I'm playing Back to the Future instead of Ghostbusters. <laughs> well, there's no Doc Brown here, just like there isn't in Back to the Future. So there you go. Say no more. On the sequels and spinoff side, uh, there is another Ghostbusters 2 on the NES. Um, it's called New Ghostbusters 2. Oh, and oh, it was no. made. It was made by HAL Labs. We love HAL. Um, they like to gamble. They, um, yeah, yeah. They will not release it in North America, though, because it will be too confusing. So we won't play it at all on the main show, but... Maybe look for it as a Bytes episode sometime. Maybe. Yeah, that sounds like a great Bytes candidate. Yeah, and if you don't know what Bytes are, those are our other little small Patreon show that we do once a month. Patreon.com slash Nostalgia to join. Just $5, you got it. But New Ghostbusters 2, it's worth talking about for a moment. Just the idea that they had to call it New Ghostbusters 2. Like, New Ghostbusters isn't like some kind of animated show or something, like some kind of spinoff working thing. 
they're literally just saying like this is the new Ghostbusters 2 video game and I think that um maybe that speaks to public reception of Ghostbusters 2 at the time. Isn't there a isn't there like a new Super Mario Brothers? There is. So they so we should sue we should for Activision we should sue <laughs> New Super Mario Brothers for stealing it. Huh. Any other ideas what they could have called it though to let you know that it's Ghostbusters 2 but not Ghostbusters 2 Redux uh <laughs> the real uh Valdo. Sorry, Valdez. What's his name? Uh Vigo? Vigo. <laughs> Valdez, did you say? Yeah. I like that. Um yeah, I don't know what I would have done here. Uh Ghostbusters 2 real? <laughs> <laughs> Um, who knows, Joe? Any? Uh... I don't know. You could do like you could do like a joke, like Ghostbusters Two: The Movie, The Game, or something like. That. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Ghostbusters Two: The Movie, The Game. Uh, Ghostbusters Two. Um, sorry, New Ghostbusters Two would come out on Game Boy though, so that would be how it gets over to North America. However, the two games are not the same. The Game Boy version is different than the NES version, so even that is still like you. You know, if you didn't like Ghostbusters One and you didn't like Ghostbusters Two. Maybe it's time to check out new Ghostbusters 2 for Nintendo's final attempt at putting a Ghostbusters game to uh, their 8-bit console. And that would also make it our final chance to get a Ghostbusters game on the Essential Games list. (laughs) Ghostbusters 2, believe it or not, is a step in the right direction. Uh, for this franchise. I do think that uh, while I appreciated the uniqueness of what the original Ghostbusters game was putting down when we played it in like 2021, that was because it was 2021 and we'd been playing a lot of games that could have been like Ghostbusters 2. So instead we got this weird franchise simulator thing with some odd takes and that, you know, that's refreshing for us on the podcast. People were playing every NES game. But I, I realized that fans were probably disappointed. And it's also just not that, not that great of a game. Uh, unique spin, but not fun by any means. Ghostbusters 2, I don't know if it got funner. Uh, I know that's not a word, don't worry. Uh, but Ghostbusters 2 definitely became more faithful to what the Ghostbusters experience was. And so I feel like a lot of people who bought the game with that in mind, wouldn't have been disappointed. But we don't go on, like, especially for the Essential Games list portion, we don't go by, like, what the Times would have said, right? Like, oh, this is this could be Essential because people weren't disappointed. Like, that's a terrible pitch anyway. But definitely in 2023, with all the other great NES action side-scrolling games that we played, Ghostbusters 2 is not up there by any means. And so it will not be getting my vote. Joe? Yeah, so... I'll say that I think that I give Ghostbusters 2 an A for the effort or the or the passion, you know? Like, that opening cutscene is fun. It's a blast. You know, you got those messages coming up and everything. You've got, you've got like, during the game, that clock. I didn't even know. I kept looking at that clock, and I just didn't ever wonder what it was for. So we talked about it here, but, like, that's, like, that's, like, a detail that isn't needed that, like, was added in. And, like, it looks, the game looks really good. There's also these like interesting they they like focus on the physics and we didn't mention but you when you put down the uh the ghost trap thing whatever that is the the Roomba whatever you can also like kick it away just like unnecessarily but like, you could trap in a ghost and then kick it away and it slides off screen it's like just cool 
Um, so I will give it an A for effort, and I'll give it probably an F for gameplay. Maybe maybe a D at best. But like, it's just actually not fun. <laughs> like, like they, they did not pull that part off at all. But it's like, is this weird disparity where it's like, wh- why does it look like they put so much work into this, and it's and it's just not a fun game. So uh, definitely not on the essential games list. It's like it's like fun to watch a playthrough of somebody who's really good at it. It looks like, wow, this, this game would be fun. But as soon as you pick up a controller, you're like, no, it, it is not. Sean? Yeah, I'm going to agree with Joe here uh, regarding the, the way that they incorporated the gizmos and gadgets. Um, I think that that's where all the development time left. Like, I can't get off of this idea that they just spent too much time on one thing, and that's why they just had to sort of drag these other parts along. Um, because yeah, using, using the gizmos and gadgets is fun, or at least like it's, it's a cool concept, but the rest of the game is, is kind of, is, is kind of jank. It, it, there's, it's a, there's a lot of jank here. There's a lot of strange decisions. Um, I will say that it is, it's a, it's more fun than the original, um, but definitely in no way essential. All right. Again, another three no's, another we just keep pushing along here. But there's no reason to think that we won't have an essential game next week with Ivan Iron Man Stewart's Super Off-Road. Uh, guys, tell me a little bit about Ivan Stewart. Uh, he's a Sagittarius. Also super at off-roading. Great. Um, but also, if you know, uh, just to tease a little further for games that maybe, not that Ivan doesn't have a shot, but just some other games that you should be looking forward to. We're going to be playing Snake's Revenge, the um, unofficial, uh, non-Kojima-approved sequel to Metal Gear. We'll be playing Super C, the follow-up to Contra, basically Super Contra. I don't know why they call it Super C, but um, I, I just go by what they call it. Very rude. Final Fantasy. Anybody oh, ever heard of it? Is that the... Um... That, that that's the game about the 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 the, the Elder Scrolls, right? Yeah, and definitely. Immediately after Final Fantasy, Ninja Gaiden Two: The Dark Sword of Chaos. Um, so that's gonna be a good back to back. So look, you might look ahead and say, "Oh man, they got games like Cabal and Boulder Dash and Rocket Ranger and Silkworm," and it's like, "Yeah, sure," but we also got games like Castlevania Three, Dragon Warrior Two, Journey to Silas, like. We're going to have a great time. I'm glad that you think so, Mike.